Hey guys, and welcome to episode number five. Today on the podcast, we've got an awesome interview with Bonnie from Canada. Now, this is a really special one for me because it just goes to show that no matter where you're at in life, no matter what your circumstances, no matter your age, your occupation, or anything like that, you can chase your dreams and you can make it happen. I really hope you guys enjoy this one. I know I had fun recording it. Here goes. You are listening to Solo Women Travel Tribe Podcast with your host, Zena Jones. Learn, inspire, share, and connect with fellow solo women travelers from all over the globe. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Solo Women Travel Tribe Podcast. Today we are chatting to Bonnie all the way over in Thunder Bay, Ontario, Canada. Welcome, Bonnie. Hi, it's nice to be here with you. Thank you so much for coming on. Now, I posted in our tribe a little while back, and you sent me a really awesome email telling me all about how you become a solo woman or how you became a solo woman traveler. So, can you share that experience with our listeners? Sure. Awesome. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's, it's my story. So, I mean, I don't necessarily think it's all that fantastic, but you did. So I do. I, am sharing it. I do. Um, I, I started in the world of travel a little bit late. It was actually September, 2009. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was working at, uh, kind of a dead end job. I had been in retail management at that point for 14 years. Wow. So, I was in everything from kids' clothing to furniture to, uh, you know, big box stores, little mom and pop stores, you name it, Yeah. for 14 years. And I was really, really struggling to like my life and struggling to like who I had become because that wasn't me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I had been to college twice, <laughs> and retail management is not a program in college. <laughs> so th- that wasn't cool and it was taking me way too long to figure out my life um and this particular day it started out just like any other I mean after 15 years you can do the routine in your head right you go to the store you unlock you put in the till you count the money you deal with your customers um have you seen the devil wears Prada yes yes I had okay. Meryl Streep in that movie was like my boss from out of town. <laughs> yeah. On this yeah, on this particular day she just waltzed in and Uh-oh. started ripping apart my store. She was scaring my staff. Like nothing I had done was right. It was a surprise visit. Mm. Like they were they happened once in a while. Yeah. And I I, I wasn't expecting it. So in the midst of her terrifying my staff and ripping my displays apart and you're not doing this right and you're not doing that right, I took a nice deep breath. I went to the back room, grabbed my bag and my store keys, plunked them on the desk in front of her and kept walking out the door. (laughs) I, I was done. That was my way of quitting, shall we say. That was it. That was it. That was it. Um... But the problem was, I, I had instant regrets. I kind of thought, what, what, what have I just done? You know how you, <laughs> you have bills to pay, right? Yeah. Car, mm-hmm. rent. Mm-hmm. You can go on. 
but I I just kept walking. It was it was like it was almost like a scene in a movie where you know there was some cheesy music playing and you know I was walking. <laughs> um, I ended up walking right into a travel agency simply because it was at the end of the mall. There was nowhere else for me to go. Yeah. What better <laughs> place to end up? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There there was an agent sitting at her desk, mm-hmm. you know, doing some filing or whatnot. But her desk was piled high with brochures. I pulled out the chair opposite her and I said, you need to send me somewhere, anywhere. She looked at me rather confused. (laughs) So in order to help myself out, I just grabbed the top brochure from her desk, started flipping blindly and stuck my finger out wherever I felt drawn to. And it landed on Alaska. Yep. But okay, I just quit my job and now I'm going to Alaska. <laughs> That's all right. I'm not sure how much more I can handle in 12, 24 hours or so, but we'll see. I ended up going to Alaska for a month. Wow. Three weeks uh, were spent on my own. Yeah. And one week was going to be on a cruise ship, which would eventually uh, bring me back to Vancouver. Mm hmm. And, you know, then I was only two flights away from home. Um, All I had done was just booked a little hotel room in um, a rather dingy hotel on the highway in in Alaska. (laughs) And I I was just going to figure out everything else out as I went along. Mm -hmm. Um, I ended up making connections to get myself on a bus tour group. That would um, take me a little bit further north into the interior, which, um, you know, stops would include uh, Fairbanks, Nome, uh, Fort Yukon. And it was so late in the year, it was September, and it was going to it was the last sort of tour group going out um, at that time of year because they were getting ready for the snow and the shutdown of the tourist season. And um, because of that reason, there were only six six other couples on this bus and me. Oh, they were all couples. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They they were, they were, um, for the most part, they were all retired couples. Right. And, um, there was a younger couple there. He was uh, a U.S. Marine and she was a beautician. And, um, you know, they kind of around my age, a little bit older, Mm -hmm. but, uh, if, if you can, I, I know you've been on tour buses. If you can picture a giant tour bus, tricked out nice plushy seats you know your own driver your own tour guide excuse me um with six couples and me yeah it was like at the best seat in the house every single day (laughs) and you had extra space next to you as well so you could stretch out yeah absolutely so you know um there not amazing beds to sleep in at night, amazing dinners. Like we stopped in these fantastic hotels all along the way to get, you know, like during our tour of the, the Northern interior. Um, whenever we met um, for dinner or for an extra group excursion or, or anything like that, this, um, <clears throat> excuse me, this U S Marine, he was, for some reason, he was always so concerned about the fact that I had to keep up. Where's Bonnie? We can't leave yet. Bonnie has to, Bonnie's not here yet. Where's Bonnie? 
I, I was a bit of a novelty. And his wife found it horribly amusing. <laughs> she was like, she'll be here. Don't worry. She'll, she's on her way. Uh, at one point um, during one afternoon uh, long ride, we, um, I found myself sitting next to him. And we were just chatting about life and what had brought them there and about him and whatnot. And at one point he told me that he found me inspiring. And I said, well, that, you know, doesn't really apply to me. You know, here I am sitting next to a Marine. <clears throat> I should be saying that to him. But uh, I, I kind of left the conversation at that because I was a bit shocked. I, I, I was not expecting to be inspiring to anyone. And I find um, it so interesting. I just want to pause there because... You said that in the email that you sent me that you were really shocked that he'd said you were inspiring and that you really thought yeah. you know, he, he's inspiring, he's a U.S. Marine. But I want to highlight that I really think that you are really inspiring for taking that huge leap and doing what you did because there are so many women out there who, you know, for example, in our group who we hear from every day who want to take a solo trip or, right. you know, are about to go off on their first solo trip and they are so scared. So it's stories like right. that that really do inspire them to take that first step, to find their courage to, to book it or to to venture out. So I think that's awesome. And I think he's right. He, I think you are really inspiring for doing that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I mean, that's not to say I wasn't terrified. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, because, you know, I, I had regrets. I was like, I'm going to Alaska. What what am I doing? I'm going to get lost. I'm going to freeze to death. And no <laughs> one will find me. But uh, it was it, it was an absolutely amazing experience. Mm -hmm. um, it turns out the bus drivers was Canadian as well. So <laughs> the um, people on the tour bus found that highly amusing. They were yep. calling us Mr. and Mrs. Canada. Nice. <laughs> and... Uh, as, and, and he was very close to my age as well. So as a result, he, we found the most amazing bars with, you know, the swinging doors and the dirt floors and the dogs coming and going as they pleased, the jar of pickled eggs on the counter, and the most amazing locals you would ever want to meet in your entire life. That's so cool. So incredibly warm and welcoming and funny. They were just, just amazing, amazing people. Yeah, and it is so, so nice to, to be able to get that sort of an experience, isn't it, instead of all of the, you know, I guess the common touristy experiences. It's nice to meet some of the locals and get into some of the back streets and those sorts of places. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's actually one of my favorite things about traveling is, you know, kind of um, finding myself a really friendly local and, you know, asking him or her, like, where's the best food truck? Where's, you know, where's the most interesting museum even or, or something like that? Or mm -hmm. where where do you go for a swim? Just just stuff like that that, that I, I really want to get into, food trucks mm -hmm. especially. <laughs> yeah, I hear that's quite a big market over there actually. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, even just in my, my hometown, there's – I mean, it's just a summer thing, really, but we've got food trucks aplenty. It's, they're mm -hmm. amazing. 
Mm, it's interesting because I've noticed that even over here in New Zealand, they're becoming more and more. So that's interesting. Yeah. So what happened when you returned home from this, um, this trip that you took your first solo trip? Right. Uh, came back after a month and I found that I wasn't the same person I was when I left. Mm -hmm. I had become stronger. Um, I had become, uh, more focused in what I wanted to do. So I enrolled myself in college again for the third time, Mm -hmm. but, uh, third time's a charm, right? Yes. And, uh, I took a course that I am, I graduated from and I'm, I have a whole new career now that I absolutely love and I am absolutely not going back and I love traveling by myself. (laughs) That's so awesome. So what did you, what did you learn from that first trip? What did you learn about yourself perhaps? Right. Yeah. I, I learned that my fears aren't as um, scary once I've been compelled to face them, mm-hmm. I I am such an introvert. Yeah. But but I still love talking to talking to the strangers, talking to um, you know the interesting people that you meet on the road, and without any companions or, or you know travel partners to lean on, I I had to do this all on my own. Mm-hmm. I had to sit in restaurants and eat by myself. I had to read the map so they say by myself and I hadn't really had to do that in that uh, large a capacity before yeah so I guess it it also teaches you just how self-reliant you you can be how capable you are yeah absolutely yeah and I I remember you telling me that you also found a lot of confidence from that oh yeah, yeah. At <clears throat> when when you don't feel proud of what you're accomplishing or what you're doing in your life, your your confidence level is is it's terrible. <laughs> mm. So once I found something that I really loved to do, something that um, you know compelled me to become a better person, a stronger person without, you know, sort of going out there and, and, you know, saying that, oh, I have to become a stronger person. Solo travel does that to you very, very subtly, I've, I've found. Mm-hmm. You know, because by the end of the day, you're, you know, relaxing on, you know, your balcony, having a drink or something, and you realize all of the things that you've done that day, who you've talked to, and it's it's very, very... Um, self-empowering yeah it, it is so empowering I completely agree with that yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. awesome so yeah. you were just saying that you you came back home you enrolled back in college yeah yeah so tell us what you do because I, I love this tell us what you do <laughs> I am people uh, people love this I am an aircraft mechanic so I fix broken airplanes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So sometimes it's um, an easy fix and sometimes it's not so easy. <laughs> and um, before we started recording, I said to you, so have you ever driven an aeroplane? Right. Yeah. And what did you say? <laughs> I uh, Yes. 
I have driven an airplane. My training allows me to drive an airplane on uh, runways and on tarmac, yeah. you know, simply to park it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I have not flown an airplane. <laughs> no. <laughs> I can drive one. And that is so cool. And so you've taken <laughs> yourself from that, you know, that 14 year years in retail to, you know, going through this amazing solo travel experience and then putting yourself back through college to have this amazing career, which by the sounds of it, you absolutely love. You sound so passionate about your career when you talk about it. I I do love it. Mm. I, I love waking up every day in the morning and going to work. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so awesome. So tell us about some of the challenges that you have faced along the way on your journey to becoming a solo traveler or whilst traveling. Wow. Um, Well, one of the biggest ones that I found is, um, and a lot of people are going to agree with this, if not everybody, is that darn, um, it's the solo supplement. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. wanting to travel Mm -hmm. and we would become a bigger force than we already are yeah yeah so solo supplement you mean in terms of like hotels and tours or hotels and tours and um i've i cruise quite a bit Mm -hmm. so the the solo supplement on there is absolutely brutal sometimes unless you really do a lot of research and you've you've got to be willing to book it on the spur of the moment because if you blink sometimes that price is going to skyrocket in a heartbeat mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's interesting because I mean I was a travel agent for many years and I don't know about how they do it in Canada but in New Zealand and also while I was living in the UK they advertise everything at a twin share price so okay. in, in terms of um like a hotel price they might say from $99 per person per night. So you're thinking, okay, cool, I'm just one person, I'm only going to pay 99 But in the fine print, it's based on twin share. So that 99 is times two for the actual total room cost because they're basing the price on two people sharing it. Exactly. They do that for, like, the tours, like they're expecting that two people will go together, like whether that's a couple or friends or family or whatever. Um, they do that for like, yeah, your, your hotels. So all of your accommodation, your tours and all of your cruises. And sometimes even with cruises, it's based on quad share. So it's the four people. So the price is like times four, (laughs) which is horrific when you calculate it, if you want to go on your own. So, um, yeah, it's a bit of a sneaky sort of a, a marketing thing, but I guess they've always based it on the majority of travelers, which isn't necessarily, I think, the right way to, to go about it. And if we are traveling on our own, like that's a, you know, that's a big thing. That's a, that's a really empowering big thing to do. I kind of feel like we should be rewarded for that. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Making us pay a solo supplement is, is like, is punishing us. Yeah. How dare you? You don't have a friend? <laughs> oh no, you're a horrible, horrible person. Yeah. We're going to make you pay more money. We're going to make you pay more. 
Exactly. For your imaginary friend that you don't have with you. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So have you found any good ways in which to um, get around the solo supplement? Like, is there anything that you've, you're able to do to reduce it or anything like that? Right. Um, other than, you know, check the apps on my phone every day Mm -hmm. or, um, I I have a a friend who is a travel agent. So when, um, you know, I, I start to attempt to book something or talk about booking something, she's automatically looking for me as well. Okay. And um, a lot of times she can come up with something that's uh, a bit more cost effective or um, another idea that I never thought of. And, you know, she's just kind of there to make sure I don't do anything stupid with my money mm-hmm. because I mean, you know, she knows how hard I work and how much I have to pay simply because, you know, going on my own, mm-hmm. um, you know, checking apps on my phone is, I think, is the big thing. So when you talk I, about I apps, yeah, when you talk about the apps on your phone, so what are the apps or the resources that you use to book and plan your trips? Right. Um, well, I, I, well, because I cruise a lot, I use the, um, like the cruise line apps. They're, you know, every cruise line has them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I use uh, Skyscanner quite oh, a bit yeah. just to get uh, like a base price as far as um, an airline ticket goes. Yep. Uh, I do the Air Canada, the WestJet apps, um, you know, just kind of the, the big ones. Yep. And, um, you know, I, I go from there. Yeah. And I think it's really cool that you said that you use, like your friend is a travel agent and that you, you know, you tell her about your plans and that she helps you out there as well. There seems to be a lot of, um, stigma quite often around using a travel agent because of, um, costs that people are afraid of, but something that you just highlighted there is that she's often able to, you know, show you a different route to get somewhere that you hadn't thought of or, you know, suggest an alternative or even come up with, what, a better price or a better deal? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... They, I mean, you know yourself, you just mentioned that you, you were a travel agent at mm. one point. I mean, you guys are, are out there to try and make sure that we get the best vacation for our money. Yeah. And, you know, I mean... It's also a job. You've got to pay, you know, the airlines, let's say, a, a certain amount of commission or they pay you a certain amount of commission. In the long run, it's all about money. Yeah, and it's interesting because a lot of people assume that as travel agents we add on all these fees. But when I was a travel agent and I can only speak to, you know, the places that I worked in New Zealand and in the UK, everything that you pay for, say a hotel is $200 for a night, there is commission built into that. So whether you pay that $200 to the hotel direct or a third-party website, for example, Expedia or something, or you book it through your travel agent, the price will still be $200. However, wherever you choose to book it, will get to keep the built-in commission amount. So say 10% is built in as commission, either the travel agent keeps it, the Expedia or that third-party website keeps it, or the hotel makes extra money. Oh, well, isn't that interesting? So yeah. I just learned something today. <laughs> well, that's I how it no works. Idea that's how that works. Yeah, I mean, that's how it works for us, oh. but, you know, I don't know that, that it's necessarily the same in, for Canada or America, but it always pays to ask. If you are going to visit a travel agent, I think it's such a good question to ask is, you know, do you mind if I asked you how do you make your money or how do you – do you add any extra fees to my booking? How does this work? Right, right. Yeah. 
I am going to ask her that next yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> you should. You'll have to tell for me sure. what she says so I know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what? tell us about some of the things that you've learned from being a solo woman traveler. What have I learned? Mm. My intuition is more of a powerful tool than I thought it was. Ooh, yeah. Um, yeah, it, being at home, being, you know, tucked away in your, in your safe little house, you've, you've got, you know, your intuition's there. It's always there. Something telling you that, you know, you're burning your toast. But when, when you're in a new city, you, there are certain instincts that are honed and you, you have to learn to read people really well. Mm -hmm. Um, you, you get to learn the difference between um, someone who's being really friendly and someone who's just being weird and creepy <laughs> and when you're feeling okay and when you should run like hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, and I mean, like I said, I, I am such an introvert mm-hmm. that it, it's, it's a really, really big challenge for me to... Um, to even trust a bus driver sometimes, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, uh, or, or a cab driver. Um, so it's, you know, you just gotta push it down a little bit because, you know, you're leaving an airport, you're going through streets in a busy city, you're going to a hotel, you're going to a hostel. What could possibly happen? You know what I mean? It's, yeah. But as women, our intuition is, I think, one of our most powerful tools, and it we really do have to pay more attention to it. Yeah, and that's interesting because quite often, like around home and in our in our usual sort of surroundings, I guess we wouldn't really need it. Right. It's kind of for me, I guess i I only really tap into it when I travel on my own or when i when I go further afield is when I really, really tap into it. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Is that when you really use yours? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, it's, it almost feels like um, it, it's, it's that and I think adrenaline go, go hand in hand. Um, like, I mean, I don't know about you, but the, the minute I step onto a plane to go somewhere new, it's the, my adrenaline kicks in. You know, I know I'm going somewhere different. Yeah. My, my adrenaline's got me all pumped up and excited and, you know, Yahoo, I'm going. <laughs> but my, my intuition's just, you know, just trying to reel it back in going, okay, you are going somewhere new and this is fun and exciting, but take a look around you and be smart about this. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's clicked in and ready to, to go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So what's one item that you can't travel without? Oh, I tried so hard to narrow this down to one item. <laughs> okay, you can have a couple. <laughs> okay, can I have three? All right, you can have three. <laughs> um, a headlamp. Oh. Okay. I don't know about you, I have been stuck places sometimes where the power has gone out. Yeah. So, you know, my yep. headlamp is, is always with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, this next one's going to sound a bit weird, but duct tape. Okay. Is that okay. the is that the um the airplane mechanic aircraft engineer is that coming out there? <laughs> it, yes, it is. It is. You never, 
never leave home without, without a few tools. Without duct tape. But, uh, yeah, duct tape. I mean, your luggage falls apart. You have to tape it back together. Yep. The, you know, the doorknob falls off on a door. It's fantastic stuff. <laughs> I love that, and, and I have not heard that one before. That's awesome. Well, I'll have to send you some. I should have had a roll here to show you. It's a giant, massive roll of the world's stickiest tape. Oh, it's my God. It's a fantastic invention. This is awesome. Yeah. And um, my third one is a thin sleeping bag liner. And Okay. Okay. Makes sense. I mean, you're in places sometimes yeah. where the bedding is a little bit sketchy. Yes. You know, you don't necessarily yes. want to lie down on the sheets or the mattress or whatever. Just slide on into your sleeping bag liner. Or, you know, it could be even used um, as a beach towel. You know, let's say you've forgotten your sarong or something. Yes. Although, it, who cares? Just haul out your sleeping bag liner. You're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a really good idea because um... – a lot of people who travel and stay in hostels and things like that, um, you know, sort of question the, the cleanliness. And, I mean, even in hotels these days, you you know, I've, I've heard some horror stories, unfortunately. So I think that's a blimmin' good idea, the sleeping bag liner. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, and that probably wouldn't take up a lot of space in your suitcase either. No, you just roll it up and, you know, it's – you're good to go. Yeah, fantastic. Or, or even – or it even fits really well in your carry-on, too. Yeah, yeah. And um, the headlamp's a really good idea, actually. I was thinking about taking one of those last time I went, and it, when it comes to, um, like, I like to read at night and things. Right. And there's not always, like, a bedside lamp and things like that. And I have been in that situation where I've been in a, it was actually a huge big resort in Bali, and the whole, like, the whole block, the power went out, and it was just pitch oh. black, like, absolutely pitch black. So um, wow. having a headlamp would have been great because we would have been able to move around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it should come in a, in a, you know, solo women travel care pack. Yeah. A headlamp, duct tape, and a sleeping bag liner <laughs> to start with. We need to start. I'm sure we can all fit more stuff in there, but that's a good start. That's a bloody good start. And we need to start a, um, like, a yeah, a care pack, care package. For sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right, is there any safety advice that you could give for any women setting out on their solo travel journeys? Right. Um, I, I thought of this one right away. It's not necessarily – well, yeah, it is a, a safety um, – it is a safety item. Uh, when I first started my solo travel obsession, uh, my parents, of course, were concerned. Mm-hmm. I, I have a very, very close family, and – my father came up with the idea of um, a private Facebook group with okay. just with just access uh, for him, my mother, my sister, my brother, my brother-in-law, and me. So we are the only people in this group. And as I'm traveling, they've asked that every day, every two days, I post a picture. I post, uh, you know, I just landed in. Sydney, the weather is fantastic. They just need to know that I'm where I'm supposed to be and that I'm okay. That's a fantastic idea. I I thought it, it is. It's a great idea. Yeah. And 
and when you're done your travels too and you're back and you're you know you're going through your pictures and you're going through your stuff and you realize hey i've got this facebook you know pod you know listing that i can look at too and once in a while my sister will have included you know a snarky fun little comeback or you know my brother will send me you know this weird little gif or something and that's also part of your trip memories too Mm. Mm. yeah yeah, that's so cool because it's kind of like you can, you know, you can share a couple of photos, you can write down a few things that you've done for the day, and then, yeah, you can look back months later yeah. and it's just going to remind you of the experience that you had. And it's really cool that you yeah. get to share it with your family as it's happening. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And great for safety, and like you say. You can check in, so to speak. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Because, I mean, I, I don't know about, um, you know, a lot of the other women in, um, in the group or not, but just for my own peace of mind too, if I'm going to someplace um, for an extended period of time, and to me an extended period of time is a month because that's usually the most I can get off of work. Mm-hmm. And when I was in Australia, I was there for a month. Yeah. I registered with the Canadian Embassy as well. Yes. And that yes. caused my family, like they all took the collective exhale and they were like, okay, you really are going to be okay now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was, that, that helps too. Yeah. And I've done that many a time, actually. That's such a good thing to point out is you can register with your country's embassy. Um, and I know in New Zealand that it's safetravel.govt.nz is the website. And you can literally go on there, type in the dates that you're going, where you're going to, um, any information that you have in regards to contact details and then if anything goes wrong, they know that you are in that country and they will try and make contact with you and help you. Yep. Yeah, I remember um, when I went to Egypt specifically, they sent me a lot of like travel advisory updates and warnings and that sort of stuff so that I was up to date with the current situation because when I went, and, and it's still today, I don't think it's um, necessarily all that safe. It's a place you've got to be a bit cautious with. So. Yeah, yeah. That's such a I mean, good I idea. The, I understand the places I'm going aren't necessarily, you know, the top ten do not travel here, but it's still, you know, a comfort for them, and it's a comfort yes. for me too. So. Completely, completely, yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. And I mean, anything could happen anywhere around the world. Absolutely. You know? So I think it's such a yeah. a good idea to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Have you had any bad experiences when you've been traveling? You know what? I, I really haven't. Um, you know, aside from the tight connectors and, you know, you're running through the airport or, <laughs> you know, I haven't had my luggage lost, so I'm going to knock on some wood. You know, I have been very, very lucky so far. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. And it's so interesting to highlight that because I have talked to quite a few women now in you know, recording these podcasts and just in general people in the group. And the the vast majority have never had really bad experiences. Like n- nothing's gone wrong. That's very reassuring. Yeah, it is, especially for those people who are really afraid to take that first step because that's what we worry about is we worry about what could go wrong, mm-hmm. you know. And for the for the majority, nothing goes wrong. It's all an amazing experience. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. And it's, it's all in how you look at it too. Yes. You know, yeah. Your, your flight gets delayed, your flight gets canceled. Well, I mean, you, you know yourself not long ago, you were 
It was Mexico City, and I got to see a new city. It was cool. You totally made the best of it. Yeah, it was so it was cool. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, and I um on that same trip, I got very very sick, and I learned a lot from that. And you know, I don't have any bad memories because I learned so much. And then I actually, I'd forgotten this one. Um, my luggage didn't turn up when I arrived in Cancun, Mexico. Uh oh, <laughs> my luggage didn't turn up. And yeah, so that was another experience. It did turn up like, you know, hours later on another flight, but. Oh, well, that's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> hours. As long as yeah. you had your bathing suit and stuff in your, in your carry on, you were good. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was fine. <laughs> so yeah, no, that was all part of the experience. So yeah. And like well, you say, it's all in the way that you look at it, you know, and if you can keep a positive mindset, I really think you can get through anything. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely, and, and and that's just another testament too to um, you know how how strong we really are as far as you know getting stuff done for ourselves when you know we're we're fighting for an, another seat on a plane or on a train or or something like that. It's you just gotta shoulder to the load and push. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Sure do. So, where are you off to next? What's your next adventure? Well, my next big one mm-hmm. um, is going to is, isn't going to be in, actually until 2019. Yeah, I'm to be heading to Scotland and Ireland. I am hoping for at least a month and a half oh, spending time there. Awesome. Yeah. Yes, such beautiful that's, parts of the world. So good. That's a big bucket list checklist for me. Let me tell you. Oh, that's awesome. I absolutely loved Ireland. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. It reminds me so much of New Zealand. Have you been here to New Zealand? No, that's on the list too. Oh, you got, you got to, <laughs> yep, you got to bump that one up your list too. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, it's very, um, very green and just the people there were just so friendly and down to earth. I really loved my experience there. Yeah, yeah, I'm. That's what I'm looking forward to the most. I think is because I've, I've heard that as well about the mm. people, about how friendly and welcoming they are. I, mm. I really want to talk to some people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah. um, I know there's a few members in our group who are in Ireland, and uh, actually a friend of mine. Um, she lives. Well, she currently lives in Perth, but also sometimes in Ireland. So I'll have to um, give you that connection through the group as well. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Do you have any smaller trips planned in the meantime? Uh, well, I think over um, this coming Christmas, uh, we are going to be spending it as a family down in Florida. Oh, cool. Um, you know, because my, my parents are older, they're both retired, they, they winter in Florida. Mm-hmm. And um, my sister has two young children, and I th- we were thinking instead of um, fighting with the snow and blizzards and stuff this Christmas that we will go down and spend uh, two weeks with my parents in Florida at their place. Oh, that sounds really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Get get your suntan on and <laughs> melt the exactly. ice. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh, for sure. Oh, that would be really cool. All right, well, do you have any final words of advice to leave with the fellow solo woman travelers out there? I am going to share with you um, something that – uh, another fellow traveler had shared with me on my very first adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, sink or swim, 
we're all going to learn something. I love there. that. Yeah. Done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Drop <Yeah>. the mic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Boom. <laughs> and where can people find you if they want to connect? Um, yeah, you know what? I am so old school. I don't have a blog. I don't Instagram. Um, but if people want to talk to me, they can get a hold of me through the uh, Solo Women Travel Tribe um, Facebook group. Yes. Fantastic. And, um, you know, or through you. I mean, you know how to find me. Yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I The more people I get to talk to, the better. Awesome. So for everyone listening, the group, if you're not a member of the group, is www.facebook.com slash groups slash Solo Woman Travel Tribe. And you can come over there and we can um, continue this chat over in the group. It would be really awesome to get some more people in there from all over the world. That would be fabulous. How many members are we up to now? Um, as of the time of recording this, um, we are 8,700 and something. Okay. Yeah, wow. so we're close to 9,000. And by the time that this is released, hopefully yeah. around about ten. 10,000 and we are literally all over the world like I see the group requests coming in and like countries I didn't know were real countries <laughs> you know like it, it just blows my mind it's so exciting it really is wow yeah. I, there are more, more of us than I thought there were yeah how many did you think we had I I don't know I I think maybe the last time I looked I mean I, I look at the site every day but I think the last time I looked at the, the member total, I think it was hovering around seven. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, it's just growing very rapidly. Yeah. Wow. Which That's is really so awesome. Cool. I'm so happy for you. What a good idea you had. Yeah. I love it. I absolutely love it. So many empowering and inspiring women in there. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. So awesome. So thank you so much, Bonnie, for coming on and recording this with us. I really, really appreciate you taking out the time. Well, I should be thanking awesome. you. You are the one who were who is in the future and <laughs> very early. <laughs> yes, I am. I am in the future, and I did get up at five thirty a.m. But it was so worth it. So, thank you so much. And um, hopefully, welcome. after your next big adventure, we could get you back on the podcast to tell us all about it. I would love it. Awesome. All right. Thanks so much, Bonnie. You're welcome. Thank you. Hey guys, at the time of um, this recording right now, we're currently at 14,000 members over in the tribe, and by the time this go live goes live, no doubt there will be a lot more of you in there. So I just want to take a minute to say thank you so much to each and every one of you who is a member of our tribe. I really, really appreciate you guys, and we wouldn't be where we are today without each and every one of you. So thank you so much. I hope today's episode has been helpful for you. If you would like to ask me any questions or give any feedback or comments, pop on over to Solo Woman Travel Tribe. I would love to hear from you guys and connect. Now, if you want to get your hands on my copy of the top five things you need to know as a solo woman traveler, it's not what you think, then head on over to www.solowomantraveltribe.com forward slash download. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you are not already a member of our Solo Woman Travel Tribe, then please come and check us out at www.facebook.com slash groups slash Solo Woman Travel Tribe. 
Thanks again, and I hope to see you over in the group.